we talk about music, music news, music stuff, and anything else that comes up. Yes. What's All up, right. Austin? How's it going, Talia? Great. Pretty excited about this. Me too. Excited and nervous all at the same time. True. Because we're just going to kind of roll through this and see how it goes. So uh, let's get into it. Today we're going to talk about this um, ordeal everyone's been talking about with Kesha and Sony and Dr. Luke. Um, and we'll do a little like recap and fill everybody in in case you've been living under a rock or not really sure what's going on. Right. Yeah. Or, so let's uh, let's kind of get into the, the, the initial, deets. yeah, the accusations and what's going on here. Kesha and Dr. Luke actually have a long relationship. They have been working together for 10, 11 years now since Yep, Kesha I think was... she was 17. I think it was right before she turned 18 where, um, I don't know, he approached her and was like, hey, I like, like your stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I like, <laughs> like what you're doing. I like picking up what you're throwing down. I am. And I want to pick it up and make it even better. Right. She actually was in high school and... Um, oh man, and correct? she dropped out, didn't she? Yeah. To... She was doing really, really well. But he recognized like her talent in music and was like, hey, girl, come with me, make you a little bit better. Yeah, I think she was, I think she was like maybe born in California or something and then okay. um, moved to Nashville as a teenager. Some of the things that are being brought forward in this lawsuit um, are pretty serious. Um, sexual assault and battery, uh, sexual harassment. Gender violence, which is something a little bit different, but we can get into the details of that. Um, civil harassment, violation of California's unfair business laws, um, intentional infliction of emotional distress, negligent infliction of emotional distress, and negligent retention and supervision, which makes sense because he was sort of her mentor in this industry. Like, hey, I'm promising you these big things. And either he's letting terrible things happen to her or he's the one doing that, according to these allegations. Right. Yeah, and, and from the outside looking in at first, it seemed like everything was going great. She was keeping a lot of this under wraps because, or what she says is because she was literally afraid of him. Yeah. Like, this dude is her producer. He owns the production company to which she signed the contract. He owns the publishing company, so the rights to all of her music... And he owns the record company that has the contract with Sony in order to distribute all of her music. She crosses him in any way or doesn't go along with what he says or complains about any of his behavior. Like, he, he's got her entire career. Yeah. I don't know. It's super fucked up. It is, it is pretty fucked up. <laughs> So with these types of allegations, few things come into play. So the most recent ruling was that um, she's not being forced to work specifically with him as a producer, but when you kind of unpack all the kind of various things that he's in charge of, does that really change the situation as far as whether or not she has to work with him? She may or may not have to work with him, but regardless, any money that she makes from this is still going to him because of her initial contract. And to be clear, her contract isn't with Sony. Her contract is directly with um, Dr. Luke and his three companies. Yeah, so even if she's in the studio with another producer mm -hmm. or another writer, right. it's still all going through him. Right, and that is if he allows that. Because really, this entire case was more about if she does go outside of Dr. Luke, because obviously she doesn't want to work with him or be around him. Yeah. yeah, I don't, don't blame her. Right. Is she going to be safe from any legal repercussions if she goes to work with anyone else? Like, can he go and sue her and say, hey, no, 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 I have control over you and what you do. I get all the proceeds, 
all the royalties, yeah. all the rights to your music. Yeah, one of one of the allegations is, is that um, he blackmailed his wife into getting an abortion by not speaking to her for six months and That's threatening crazy. to leave her. So there's there's a lot more I think that's included in the like the brief than what's really being reported. Because um, I mean, in addition to the the actual alleged assault, um, there's a lot of kind of fear and intimidation included in in the allegations. That makes sense. Just to say, like, hey, this is his um, his character in general. Like to women across the board, it doesn't matter if it's just her or not. Like, this is just how he is with other women, even his wife. Yeah. You know, women that he was married to, he apparently used to brag about going out and um, going out to the club and, like, fingering other women in the club and bragging about it to all of his counterparts. Um, you know, and I mean, he's this, he's this big dude in the music industry. Like, he's this big producer. He's got this record company. So, you know, um, regardless of his appearance... People are gonna like, you know, be drawn to him, and he's got cash, um, and so he kind of obviously kind of took that to head. And um, and other artists that have worked with him in the past have have come out and said, you know, additional things. And Kelly Clarkson oh, um, yeah. came out and said, you know, he he's never kind of approached me sexually, but he's a dick, right? Um, and I don't want to work with him because he's he's a dick, right? Um, I think can get kind of sketchy just because it's like, you know, you're gonna work with people who are assholes. Right. Everybody has that one person that they work with who they just can't fucking stand to see. Yeah, yeah, there's plenty um, of those. But <laughs> the the allegations in, in the Kesha lawsuit really crossed that line. Yeah, um, between, like, he was just being a controlling asshole and um, he drugged me and raped me. Right. In this case, it, it would be completely different if, if Kesha was like, oh my god, this whole, you know, all these allegations are true. And then any other artist that worked with him was like, oh no, he was... He was fantastic. Man, what a sweet guy. Like, right. what a great dude. He's, he's my mentor. Then, okay. You know, like, that would look a little sketch. But no. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's like, ugh, yeah. Yeah, and he, he has worked with quite a few other female artists. Who else has he worked uh, with? Miley Cyrus, Katy Perry, Avril Lavigne, Pink. Okay. Um, I haven't really seen anything come out from a lot of them. Um, True, but at the same time, you got to think, like, exactly what kind of relationship did he have with them? Like, did he just produce a song for them? Right. Did they just come in and record one of them, and he sort of, you know, contracted to do this? Um, and they work closely with other people? You've got to think, like, he's had Kesha under his wing since she was super young. Because he can't tell Miley, like, hey, do it this way, or I'm going to take these rights from you or, or blackmail right. you or whatever the case is she's gonna be like fuck you you know i have my own people that i work with and she's not gonna work with them so it's in his best interest to be on his best behavior when he's around other people that he's not already controlling with his right, that's, that's, three companies that's a very good right point. you know he would isolate her from her family um keep her intoxicated um, he at one point gave her a pill and told her it was like a, a sober pill of some sort. And I think it had GHB in it, correct? Yeah. So date rape drug. Here's the thing, though. There's there's no record right. of any police filings or of her going. Well, and I think that that makes her case a lot harder. Yeah. But the flip side of that is when you look at the control that he had over her career. If he would have found out about any of that. Right. It's not just the safety of yourself because, you know. 
I want to say you can get away from that situation, but you can't really say that until you're that person in that situation, right? Like right. you always say like, you know, when there's being when, the, when there's someone being abused, man, woman, whatever, and they're in an abusive relationship, you know, it's easy to look at it when you're not in that situation and be like, oh, that's terrible. Leave the dude, right? Like get yourself out of that situation. But you don't know until you're in that, like what power they have over you and how you're kind of justifying right. that situation. <clears throat> like I said, the courts are looking at it as, hey, I don't, I don't really see any proof that you've tried to reach out other than her mom. And of course her mom's her mom. Right. Right. Well, and, and her mom is also works with her on her music, right? Right. She helps write her songs. From that standpoint, her mom does have a vested interest in it as far as her being able to get out of this contract and start making music again. Right. Because uh, that's going to be an income source for her mother. But even even aside from all of this, like he's been kind of a dick about her career too. Even before her first album came out, she did the vocals for Right Round, right? For Florida? Yeah. Totally uncredited, unpaid. You know, and then her, her album came out in 2010, and TikTok was huge, you know, regardless of... Look, look Boots and Boys is a jam. <laughs> I'm not familiar. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk. It's typical in, in the music industry to renegotiate after the fact. So you've got this huge success. You're, you're not really sure ahead of time necessarily how the first album is going to go. Your test. Yeah, test it's like, waters, like, your, right? like your probationary period at any job. Absolutely. You're like, cool. Let's see how this goes. Everything obviously went well, multi-platinum, right? He wouldn't renegotiate the terms. Yeah, well, it seems like, um, and you know, Dr. Luke has had plenty of hit under his belt, but... Plenty of hit. Plenty of hit. <laughs> but when, when you go from that, you know, I'm not sure what's going to happen with this artist who's in development and we're putting together this first album to, okay, now this person is a multi-platinum artist, that kind of that power balance should switch a little bit. Right. So from you like, know, the producer being the person who's providing all of the kind of cachet for it to right. the artist itself now having, or the artist themselves now having a name. Right. And they should have more control. Like, you've got to think the record contract for, I don't know, give me like some terrible new artist. I only, I only listen to good ones. Truth. <laughs> That's how I learned about most of my good music, right. not gonna lie. I do it again. I know. Some new artists that just drop their first like single or two, as opposed to like Madonna. Right. Right? Like she's been in the game for a while. Not by any means comparing Kesha to Madonna, but however, in the Although, scope of talk. Bitch, I'm Madonna was trash. <laughs> True. <laughs> True. <laughs> just saying. But yeah, like, you know, in the scope of contracts, yeah, they're definitely going to have more control, the right. more stature that they have, and the more albums that they prove to sell. And, you know, to be clear, like, he, yes, he has all the control over that, but he's behind the scenes, right? Like, yeah, we know the name, but honestly, I know his name because of this case. And, you know, in addition to kind of all of the, the legal aspects of this case that I find really interesting is um, really how it's kind of played out over social media with hashtag free Kesha. Yeah, I think that's awesome. Yeah, now, now playing devil's advocate a little bit, how do you think that that kind of affects the, the case for Dr. Luke's side? Um, you know, we've got all of these huge artists, um, you know, Kelly Clarkson coming out with her statement, um, Lady Gaga, Ariana Grande, Taylor Swift ponying up a bunch of money for Kesha to mm -hmm. help her out and where she can't work. It's kind of hard for Dr. Luke to win in the court of public opinion. And these are all 
women in the music industry that have seen this and they may not have had much interaction with Dr. Luke, but how many other men in this like male dominated industry have they come in contact with? Maybe it wasn't as extreme as sexual harassment, but you know, they've been through some situation that they didn't feel comfortable with and they did it for their career. And contracts are pretty cut and dry once you break them down. And I just don't really see, without writing out the full term of the contract, I really don't see a way of her getting out of it. Yeah. And and I mean, that's kind of what the bottom line is really on this whole story. Like, um, these are terrible allegations, but in the end, it's like, it's contract law. You're, you know, you have to follow through with this. Now, because Sony's kind of coming in like, totally empathizing with you. Our hands are tied as far as a contract because your contract is with Dr. Luke and not with us. But, you know, if there's a way we can... Yeah, work something out. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Sony Sony wants their money. Totally. And and, and they don't want bad press. Right. Like, and I mean, you know, there, there's, there's rumors that Sony's going to drop Dr. Luke, which means, well, his contract with Sony is through 2017. So there's talks of um, Sony letting him go early... Which, you know, may or may not happen. It might be good on their part, uh, PR-wise. Right. Because really, I mean, the, he only has a few artists on his roster, correct? Like, besides Kesha? Right. Um, yeah, the artists that are his artists as opposed to artists that he's doing, like, production work or writing work for. Correct. Those that are signed to his yeah. label. Kimo Sabi, which... Um, <laughs> The logo, I'm, I'm assuming this is it, the logo looks like a really, really terrible rendition of a Chicago Bulls. Yeah, with <laughs> with an afro and a, a, like, shaggy beard. Shaggy beard? I don't know. I was hoping maybe it was, like, um, a collar of some sort. Oh, like a... Like a, like a looks like, like a, a doily, Or, like, but... the puffy shirt from Seinfeld. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So it's fashion forward. Totes. I don't know. I, I don't really think he's got very good taste necessarily. You know, I think it's awesome though that other artists are coming forward and saying, "Hey, I support you." Like Ariana Grande, right? Came out and was like, "Hey, you know, I worked with her before. She's awesome, and regardless of what's going on, I support her." She's like, "Hey, you know what? I'm not. I'm not surprised. Like, I don't think a, a male artist in this situation would be in the same position. Like, I don't. I don't think this would happen to a dude." Right. And I think that's exactly correct. I mean, right. The music industry is incredibly male dominated. Um, you know, from the top down, like you know what you were saying earlier. I'm mm-hmm. sure that you've had situations where you've been at a club and the the promoter or whoever was a oh totally not a not a nice person. Right. Um, those promoters, um, club owners, producers, studio owners, they all hold a position of power over you because right. you're required to work with them to get your art out. Yep. Um, there aren't many women DJs, especially back when I started in like the late 90s. To my advantage, since there weren't many, it was sort of this like specialty, right? Like I would get books simply because I was a girl. Right. And while that benefited me, I didn't really think that that was a really good idea. You know, I mean, of course, I was excited to get out there and I would definitely get picked over most of my male counterparts. But at the same time, yeah, I would still go through the same shit, you know, trying to get money from people, you know, trying to get a call back. Like, yeah, they don't really take you seriously. They just kind of put you on a pedestal and they're like, oh, you look cute as a DJ, you know, right. even if you really know what you're doing or not. Like, you know, I remember at one point I got booked to headline a party simply because the uh, dude, the head of the production company was calling to book someone else. They got in a discussion about female DJs and he was like, oh, I have, I, I know one. And it's cool. Never heard my mixes before. 
you know, didn't know anything about me character-wise and had me go, you know, two states over. And, you know, I'm sure he got some pull because a lot of people are like, oh, cool, a female DJ, you know? And now the thing is to, like, make the entire roster Yeah, all-girl parties. Yeah, all-girl parties. You know, I don't know. I mean... I think it's cool and empowering and everything like that, but like with level the playing field, like you know. Well, yeah, like, I mean, it's not it's not the '90s anymore. We don't need Lilith Fair, <laughs> uh, and that's one of the things that that I think is kind of fucked up about this whole situation is that I mean, even just within the last few years of pop music, there have been women who have been fucked over by the industry. You know, Britney Spears and the the epic fucking um, umbrella versus SUV breakdown yeah in 2007 amy winehouse yeah you know i mean you could even kind of argue that whitney houston was in a similar situation being in an abusive relationship um addicted to drugs right that sort of thing as we see all this stuff kind of as far as things like this go more or less consistently happen where are the male artists um Mm -hmm. I can't, I, I can't think of, and I'm looking on Twitter right now, I can't think of any male artist, major male artist, right. who's gotten on the, the free Kesha bandwagon or has even That's made true. any statements regarding it. Wow, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, like, there, yeah. There's literally, yeah, not anyone major, you know. I'm sure there are, you know, I'm sure there's people out there that support it. I, I don't doubt that. But yeah, not any major male artist has come forward and been like, yeah, right. that's fucked up. <laughs> like, wow. And, um... And also, like as I as I kind of go through um, artists that Dr. Luke has, has worked with, not really many male artists there either. You know, another thing with you know, and in addition to the levels of power that he holds over her career business-wise, he's quite a bit older than she is. Yeah. Um, and like anyone who's taken a sexual harassment training knows, an age difference creates a power difference. Right. Not only age, um, gender, experience in experience the, in the industry. Right? Yep, I agree. They, you know, he has someone in this position where her like fate is completely in his hands, and he can mold her any way. You know what I mean? Which is really sad to, if you think about it, because like he could have made this like great individual. Right. I don't know. It's kind of like, <laughs> you know, and I hate to equate this as like having a kid but i'm a mom right and so it's the same thing like i have this little human and i can make it and mold it into anything i want it to be i can make this like terrible human that (laughs) votes for trump and hates people you know what i mean like (laughs) I, i could raise someone who's like you know this terrible human or i could make this like amazing little being that thinks for itself and is like yeah but i mean you know i think when you think about pop artists though you don't want an amazing little being that thinks for themselves i mean um, going back to gaga look what's look where where her career's been at lately. yeah you know she was the pop icon you know she made a conscious decision to stray away from that and put out an amazing jazz album with uh tony bennett right. it's all this really cool stuff but she isn't considered the icon that she once was. I get that. And she's so much more than just a pop artist. Like, and not many people knew that. Like, I remember watching, she did an interview 
And I wasn't a big fan of her music at first, right? Like I wasn't really into like the super pop type of music. Um, and I was just like awe of like how eloquent she spoke. She wasn't just like this, you know, man-made pop star where someone came and right. picked her out of her group and was like, you're pretty. <laughs> I can make you into something. It takes a different kind of person. Like, I think if, you know, Gaga was in this situation, she would do the same thing. Smart girl. Yeah. I just think in this, and, and I've been there, I'm super naive. You know, I've got caught up in some pretty terrible situations when I was young and trying to get into music simply because I trust too much, you know? It depends on the person. Like, I'm super trusting. There are some people that I have a close relationship with and I think, you know, hey, they're successful in the music industry, they're older than me and they're male, and I put everything into it and you get burned, yeah. you know, whether or not it goes to this extreme. I really hope that this extreme is a is something that happens few and far between. You would hope. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But I mean, <laughs> that's kind of how I, I thought about the world before this election too, but I'm not, we're, we're not going right, to touch yeah, on we're that. Not, we're like, not going to. No, no, no. I'll leave no, that no. for another day. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, you think a lot of this doesn't happen until something comes forward. And it's just like other allegations, right? Like Cosby. Right. There's other ones where you're like one or two people, you're like, yeah, okay, like, nah. You know? And then, and then like, you know, 45 people come forward. You're right. like, well, shit. Right. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. So maybe this is a problem. So what what happens with so we catch his career right now pretty much in limbo. Right. Um, you know until right. this ruling comes through, we don't really know what's going to happen. So what's the next step now that the court has said contract law is contract law? Can't get around this, even though this may or may not have happened to you. Right. Well, I guess I'm I'm curious as to what what the what's the next step for Doctor Wu? True. How do we you know as as listeners as consumers of music how do we perceive not only the work that he's going to do going forward but what he's already done? Are you saying like do we continue to support him regardless? Yeah. Uh, like in this situation, is it okay to separate the artist from the art? That's hard. It I is mean, hard. And and. I'm a fan of a lot of artists who <laughs> do are, terrible things. Yeah, who do terrible things. Like I, R. Kelly. I love R. Kelly. I know you music. do. I know. <laughs> I would never want to hang out with R. Kelly. No. Kind of sep- different from that is if Dr. Luke is working with a young, impressionable female artist, do I really want to contribute my money and my time? We could equate this to so many different things, right? Like, man, I really love Chick fil A. Man, I really don't like their business practices, right? Yeah. That, the Chick-fil-A sauce, though, just gets me every time. And those net fries. Those net fries. Those fucking net fries. Damn. Everyone's going to have to make that choice for themselves, really. Yeah. You know? I mean, I think it's going to hurt his career overall. Definitely. Ethics. Right. <laughs> That's so rough. <laughs> Speaking of ethics, I got I got to bring this up. Please. This is completely off, off subject well, for Kesha. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's talk about Sam Smith and the Oscars. Damn. Okay. You know, I don't want to talk about it because he's my man. I know. <laughs> I love this guy. I know. I'm getting a little bit further away from his music, but it's also probably because we've been listening to him since, like, 2013. Right. Since the day his album came out, we've been on it. Yeah, it's, it's right. been a minute since he's come out with something that I've been excited about. That's true. Per- personally, I just don't like Bond songs in general. There's, I did not, There's yeah. never been a Bond song that I've been like, okay, this is this is the one for me. Um, I don't really have much experience with the, the previous songs, but I did not like it at all. So yeah, so if you weren't paying attention, <laughs> uh, when uh, Sam Smith won an Oscar, but in his acceptance speech, he made mention that um, a month prior to uh, receiving the award, 
He had read something that someone else may have said that stated that no openly gay man had won an Oscar. Correct. And Dustin Lance Bass, (laughs) my boo, my boo, clapped back. Quickly. Quickly. uh, With his acceptance speech from when he won the Oscar for Milk. Which is an amazing movie. Right. I, I think that he, he maybe got a little bit he got, little. he got a little bit weird with his with his he response. Did. He did. Uh, with bringing um, his fiance into it, like, right. hey, if you're gonna, if you don't know me, stop texting my fiance. That was a little, was a little fucking weird. It was a little much. But so he corrected him with the quickness and was like, actually, right, right. Um, but there have been lots of. Openly gay men. There have, but who, who have won to his defense, he did say, I read an article that stated this, and whether or not this is true, this is what it said. Bitch, you had a month to look <laughs> up whether or not it was true. So he didn't fact check. Yeah. At least he prefaced the, the, the speech with, whether or not this is true, you know, if it is, I accept it on this behalf. If it isn't, then cool. Whatever. Yes, he should have fact checked that shit before he got up in front of the right. world. Right, we know you got an iPhone in your pocket. (laughs) An internet communicator. (laughs) It's not something I would have done, but he did preface it by covering those bases that, you know what, this might not be true. If it is cool, you know, maybe he was nervous. Like, I don't know what it's like to go up there. Well, yeah, no, I mean, I would would, would, do that. Like, you remember him in his first, like, Saturday Night Live. He looked like he was going to vomit on himself. Like, he's an awkward individual. He's not yet comfortable in the limelight. I know it's been a couple of years. Well, he's also, right. you know, from from my perspective as a gay, he, he's been out for a few years now, and yes, he's come out of a closet as an openly gay You mean gay he's man. been out as an artist? Right. For a few years? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's been out as an artist He's been gay for a long time. <laughs> he came out, um, I think he waited till the full length came out before, his full length was released before he came out. Was that correct? No, he's always just, he's, it's just, He's never made it an issue. He's like, hey, where I'm from, like, if you're gay, cool, but you don't go around like, hey, I'm gonna make this big announcement because I Yeah. Don't. And that's and that's cool if that's how And then if someone asked him, he'd be like, Yeah, totes I'm gay. Yeah, and that's cool you know? if that's and this whole al- well, majority of this album is about a dude I liked who didn't like me back. He never tried to hide it. But but in the album, there's not really many pronouns used. True. I don't I don't hear male pronouns. Right. Um and, you know, it's cool if that's how it is where you're from, but I think that when, when you're an artist on that level, you have a social responsibility. And, and if that's how it is where you're from, that's amazing. You live in this incredibly progressive place that's not how it is everywhere. And we have artists who have come from the same, not the same genre by any means, but like the same time period, you know, um, mm-hmm in the last few years who have been very open about their sexuality, very progressive about it, have still gained quite a bit of success and they're not veiling who they are only to kind of pull back that veil once they get on a stage in front of a bunch of people at the Oscar. And I think had Sam Smith been an advocate for gay rights and and been vocal about that shit for the beginning portion of his career or leading mm-hmm. up to the thing in the Oscars, it would have been like, okay, he misunderstood. He covered himself in that speech. Um, but since it just kind of came out of left field as like, okay, now all of a sudden I'm here and I'm queer. That's, that's why it kind of left a bad taste in my mouth. And, and there was another situation where 
he was just shocked that racism was a thing that existed. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> and, um, you know, it's, it's great that he was able to live under that rock for so long. Right. But, and fuck, at least pretend like you know what's going on in the world. <laughs> going back to what you're talking about with pro- using pronouns in your songs, right? I get both sides of that, you know? And I don't know if it was him doing that. Because I feel like he would have put male pronouns in his songs if he was just writing it, or if it was the record label that was like, hey, let's make this appeal to more than just women singing about men or, you know, someone singing about a man, right? Let's make this maybe a straight dude wants to sing about a girl. I can see where they're like, hey, if we don't put that in there, it'll appeal to more people because a straight dude, and I don't really give a fuck that they feel this way, but may feel uncomfortable because it has a male pronoun in the song, right? And they want to belt it out in their car. Are there really that many straight dudes <laughs> driving around like belting Sam Smith? Out Sam Smith no, <laughs> no. But if there are, call me. Yeah. <laughs> but I can also see where you're saying that's like very—I don't want to say like liberating, but like very like, hey, look at what I'm doing for the gay community when I am using these pronouns because it's, I can see where you're thinking you're hiding something, right? When you're not using it. Yeah, I mean, it's it's like, um, you know, I, I guess like I would equate it to if you're if you're really into an artist like Sam Smith, mm-hmm. and you really enjoy listening to them, and you've got a friend who will totally listen to them when they're hanging out with you, and they know all the words to the songs and shit, but when it comes on the radio or at the club, they just fucking clam up. Ooh. And then all okay. of a sudden they get popular, and they're like, oh yeah, no, I was listening to this dude back in the day. Mm-hmm. Like, don't jump on that fucking bandwagon. Or if you're going to jump on the bandwagon, be open about it. Be like, yo. I, uh, I've been fucking up as a gay in the record industry. But do you have to be, like, just because you are gay, do you have to say, like, you have to be, like, an advocate for all of them because you are famous? At this point in time, yes. Yeah? You think yeah. so? Just, just, like, I think that if you're, if you're a female or a feminist male in the music industry right mm-hmm. now, you're fucking up if you're not making a statement on what's going on with the allegations with Kesha. As an artist, people relate to you on a level that they're not going to relate to anybody else. Have this like deep emotional attachment to the music that you listen to and the people who write and, and perform that, that music. Right. And I think that when you sign up as an artist to be on that level, there's stuff that comes along with it outside of just making music. I still don't think a lot of them do that or see it that way. In some aspect, it's kind of cool that they can have that platform, but it also kind of sucks. I mean, it sucks being someone who's in a minority anyways, but now not only can you just not be you and you have the social responsibility. Like, I don't know, I feel like it's just more added pressure. Oh, it definitely is. (laughs) Yeah, no, it it totally is. Now you have the spotlight on you like that, I mean, of course, it's fun and awesome, but it sucks, too, at the same point. For me, um, kind of coming to terms with being gay in a very conservative, very small town in the middle of the country, um, having those people to look at saying, this is okay. That's true. it's, It's everything. It's the difference between hating who you are as a person and hating the people who hate you. Aw. My examples aren't as deep. <laughs> you know, like, I'm sitting here thinking, like, man, like, who's my favorite? From Chicago, girl DJ, she's got her thing, right? She sings. 
She's never compromised herself to do anything. I'm sure she's had, you know, setbacks being a girl, of course. You know, and I'm sure she's had some opportunities given to her because of her gender. But she's never put herself out there with other DJs that go out there in just a bra. Right, like Like an object of desire. Yeah, she doesn't have to do that. You know, I mean, I do look up to her. I mean, she obviously is a is a figure for women DJs. I wouldn't necessarily be like she's an activist. Yeah, for it's tough stuff. And well, and I think part of the reason too that I have such a visceral reaction to the whole Sam Smith thing is that when when Dustin Lance Bass won that, I mean, first of all, Milk is an amazing movie, and there are very few major motion pictures that accurately tell those aspects of gay history. For me, I think I was I don't, I don't remember how old I was at the time. I was like eighteen or nineteen. Okay. When when he won that award, and to have him give the acceptance speech that he did meant the world to me. Um, speaking to the gay youth and explaining yeah. this is okay. That's awesome. Um, you know, very similar to like Dan Savage's It Gets Better campaign. For a long time, um, you know, even up till recently, the majority of the kind of secular view is that this is something that's wrong. And even, you know, even the few kind of visible things that we have had in, in media, like Will and Grace or something like that, right. have been caricatures of gay life. Um, Not real. Right. Yeah. Um, so having these, these real people is super valuable. I don't know that Sam Smith seems like a real person to me anymore. <laughs> I I'm mean, he got complete. new face once he got famous, so. He did. He's not the same person. I was like, oh, he is like the cutest little young boy George. And now I'm like, who is that? Right. Who is that? So we'll see. Like, before I was like, you know, team Sam Smith, like, I felt personally responsible for making him famous. And you were. True. Single-handedly. Single-handedly. He doesn't know me yet, right. but he knows that I'm... He knows of you. He better. I won't say I'm com- I'm not turned off from him. I would just say I'm not as excited as I was before. Yeah. It may have something to do about him as an individual or, you know, right. music getting old at this point. I don't yeah. know. You know, we'll see. But, I mean, if something else came out, I'd probably still be just as anxious. Pretty amped. Yeah. And then if it sucks, then I'll make my decision on whether I'm going to write him off or not. <laughs> <laughs> We'll go from there. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that's the thing where I'm going to have to choose, like, hey, am I still going to be a fan of his music regardless of if I feel like he's an advocate for gays or not? I probably still would be a fan of his music. Yeah. You know? But, like, Kesha, like, I, you know, yeah, I secretly got down to some of her songs, but I don't think I've ever bought any of her music or was never, like, this big fan of hers, but I'm, like, a huge supporter of her going through this situation. Yeah. I think it's having the opposite effect. Like, I think, like, I would probably listen to her music now more because I'm like, you go, like, thank you. Right. Yeah, yeah. And, it, and back to separating the artist from the art. R. Kelly is not as compelling to me now after <laughs> the, the incident uh, as he was before. Uh, I still enjoy his music, but it's, it is a little bit different. That's true. And he doesn't give a fuck. No, he could give a shit less. No. He's just looking for the new McRib. <laughs> he has fans all over the world. He does. He does. According and to himself. And they've never said anything to him about it. No. Mm-mm. <laughs> I don't know. I think it had the opposite effect on me, and I would be more open to listening to her music because of this. Yeah. Well, it's something that we're we're definitely going to have to keep an eye on. And we'll come back with updates once we hear anything else. Focho. Focho. Same thing with Sam Smith. As soon as he gets back on the Twitter and says something stupid, I'm going to bring it up. (laughs)